I know. What's love got to do? Got to do with it. What's love but a second in emotion? Wow, that's my turn to open with the song. Um, thank you. Thank you. If anyone would like to record um, a track with me, <laughs> yesterday I learned that in the rap, in in the rap songs, there's um, a producer who lays down a beat. Yes. And then a lyricist or rapper who then records the the song, the like voice over after. I didn't realize it wasn't a collaborative effort. Kind of ruined, I mean, like. I think sometimes it is a collaborative. I, it kind of ruined it for me. I kind of thought they were all like hanging out in a recording booth, I'm like sure they are sometimes eating pizza and like being friends. Well, you know, like teamwork. Jay Z's like rapper producer. No, I didn't know that. Beat layer extraordinaire. Oh, some of them are multi talented. That's pretty cool. It's like when Taylor Swift writes her own songs and sings them. But that's singer-songwriter. That's like a classic duo. I didn't know music producer weren't the people who paid for them to be in the recording booth. I didn't realize it was people who just it's make like songs producer. like pew. Like this, the sounds before the... <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Take that all out. <laughs> I'm cool. So I'm a youth. had a fun week. Yeah. Let's oh, my God. About the... Ready? Yeah. Let's talk about... The craziest thing that happened this week. Dale I started and watching. Got engaged. Oh, I started listening to Christmas music. <laughs> That's my <laughs> update. I listened to one of three points. What really happened though? Wait, I want to tell them about my radio station. Okay, let's just address the let's address the elephant in the room. Joe Biden is the next president of the United States. We are all very relieved. Our hearts are at rest. Um. And hopefully American democracy will be restored. I don't know if it was gone. It was was just... Undermined. It it was threatened. (laughs) Sure. Um, Anyways. So we're happy about that. We don't need to talk about it. I don't don't know if this is necessarily the platform you guys go to for your political... (laughs) Yeah, for your political news. I really hope it's not. We need to address it. It happens. And we can move right along. And we hopefully move on a little bit. Let's you don't need hope. to hear it here. You've heard it. You're already paying We just want to acknowledge yes. that that we know that that happened. Kamala Harris, the first female and person of color to take the office of VP. VP. Exciting. Um well, I Christmas music. It was this week was November Christmas 1st music. and now my car is just a Christmas mobile. I listen exclusively to 103.5 Christmas on the Coast, uh, which I've listened to since I was a child. Every time I was here for Christmas, here in Los Angeles, yeah, here in in America in Los Angeles, it's the only thing I'll listen to. I also listen to Christmas music. Love it. Um, not sure if you're familiar with Adrian Bylone, now Adrian Houghton of Cheetah Girls fame. No. Um, she married like a like a Christian music producer. That's cool. But they came out with the Christmas album a few years ago, and it's arguably one of my favorite Christmas albums. And she's like, uh, I think she's Puerto Rican or something like that. And so it's a lot of Spanish Christmas music. And I spend most Christmases in Mexico, so I like to listen to Spanish Christmas music because Love it that. like makes me think of Mexico. Um, and there's this song. I know, Caroline likes to abandon me at Christmas. Yeah. All my friends like to abandon me at Christmas. Sorry. No one likes to be at home. With you their family me most summers. 
What are you talking about? You weren't supposed to be home this summer. I was not. You but were going to abandon me but for months. was I here this summer? <laughs> there's the question. Um, there's a song called Mi Burrito Sabanero. I think that's what it is. I don't think there's an Anya there. And it's the greatest song, greatest Christmas song of all time. There's a song about a Christmas donkey as well. That's It's about a Christmas donkey. I know. It's about a there's donkey multiple. going to Bethlehem. Let me just make sure there's no Anya on that. No, no Anya. Sabanero. I love um, that. Anyway. That I'm makes me think of Sparrow. Mi burrito sabanero. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. I was on my phone because my parents' car battery died. Uh-oh. Do they need help? Um... No, it's okay. My boyfriend is coming to get them. Oh, what a good boyfriend. Um, wow. It's very mature. I don't I know. He's a grown-up. He likes <laughs> your parents. <laughs> I was like, would I go pick up my boyfriend's parents if they needed something? Yeah. I guess. You would. You're a good person. Um, what was I going to say? Dale and Claire. I don't. Is this you Bachelor? Don't watch the Bachelorette. So good. They exploded the Bachelorette. What does that mean? So Claire was the first, the oldest, 39-year-old bachelor, Bachelorette. The oldest Bachelorette at 39 years old. She wasn't the oldest 39-year-old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just felt like that needed to be clarified. Okay. okay. And three weeks in, she's like, I don't want to talk to any of the other boys. I'm into Dale. And we're going to get married. And then Dale proposed to her. And now they're going to get It's kind of a lot of pressure on Dale. It is. It was really awkward. But he's also like kind of a weird guy. Wait, can you clarify then? Did they actually film and release the weeks of footage? Yes. And so then they br- they're they bringing in. Wait, so after three weeks, the game the game's done? Well, Is it a game show? You have to play games to, <laughs> to no. stay? Um, but you get a flower. You watch The Bachelorette? No, I, I know stuff they about it. There's, it's like dates. one woman, all the men, yeah. and all the men need to woo her. Yeah. And she gives them flowers yeah. at the end of each week. Otherwise, they're kicked out of the house. Yeah. And the men all live together, but she doesn't. Yeah. That's, Does she have to live alone? Because that seems kind of lonely. She does. I mean, like, she, I think they, like, put her up in a hotel. But for this I know, one, that sounds lonely. extra lonely. Because Aww. she was quarantining in La Quinta in Palm Springs. Oh my gosh! Ew, Palm Springs during the summer. I That's know it disgusting. was like really gross because the guys were so sweaty. All their activities had to be in the nighttime because it was just too hot to do anything. Or it was like we're gonna go swimming. That's for activity. Um. Anyway, I I'm I'm gonna take the controversial opinion. I think Claire's a little crazy, but I like her. Everyone hates her. I kind of like her. I don't know. It's a hot take. Interesting. I'm just laughing because my mom says the car battery died. Oh, and are you free? Come pick up my dad and the dog mm-hmm. while she waits for AAA. Which dog? The small one. Wolfie. Wolfie. And Owen says, I can come get them, be there in 15 minutes. And then my mom says, Owen, in the pantry, I have batteries in the right middle shelf in the red Tupperware. And then I was like, Can you put regular batteries <laughs> in a car? Wait, wait, what? what? (laughs) I don't, I don't know what's happening, but she said, can you bring a specific type of battery with you? And I'm just not, (laughs) just not entirely sure why he's taking them regular batteries. 
But he, but he is. I don't really get that. What type of car is it? Um, is can it I say on the car? thing? Beep. No, it's it's a regular car. Oh. <laughs> Part of me is like, is it not a normal? Is car? it a golf cart? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a regular car. I and it's not like a special. It's not even like a hybrid. It's. Um, but then doesn't run on regular batteries. No, I don't think any car actually runs on regular batteries. Um, interesting. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's weird. But, um, um, that's what's up. What else you got going on? Um, oh, we named the puppy. We haven't announced the official puppy Yeah, I have a really important announcement. Well, firstly, I talked about the rap things. I talked about the Christmas music. Oh, and then I have one more thing and then also the puppy. Um, so the puppy's name is Booth. He's named after Seely Booth in Bones, the TV show, which I will forever love, despite the fact that it has some, like, questionable overtones. Um, I oh love it God. so much. Did you name your puppy after a canceled TV show? No, it's not canceled. It's just, like, it's about, it's, like, based on this premise that she's, like, a forensic anthropologist and, like, she can see, like, based on human remains, like, how they died, where they died. Stuff like that. Hmm. And so a lot of people are like, um, that's kind of more like magic. It's not science. So I get, I like, oh, there's some questionable it. stuff. Got it. But Scientifically I love the show. questionable. Yeah. Okay, I, I want to, speaking of your puppy. Yes. <gasps> what? Are you getting a puppy? Oh, no. Oh. God, I wish. No. Um, I want to shout out some names that people commented. Okay. Let me tell you. You should Natalie put there. Natalie and I have been the, beefing. The app. I know. I have their ass The handle. Here. Yeah. Have been beefing over dog names. Yes. My dog's name, Caroline, is really mad about it. I at first was against the original name, James. Well, I mean, that's what he was named when they, when they gave him to us. But then it grew on me, and now I was upset. So many people suggested Watson and Sherlock. Yeah. And if I don't own two dogs. Two dogs. I know. Multiple people named. Well, one of them mistakenly named him Dahlia because they didn't know it was I a boy. Dahlia. And I've decided I want to name my daughter Dahlia. I think that's such a beautiful name. Oh. Oh. Do you not put that together? No. I named Dahlia because it's like spooky and mysterious. And this okay. This I think, is my new. Well, dream. it's also a type of flower. Oh, oh my goodness. It's okay. pretty. Hear yeah. me out. Yeah. Two dogs named Watson and Sherlock. Yes. And then a little black cat. A little hairless black cat. No. <laughs> Caroline, you literally read me the Mexican hairless story last week. <laughs> I, that was a dog. I don't care. You could make the same mistake. Cat, dog, same same bad difference. Um, Named Dahlia. Uh-huh. And then you could solve her murder together. Well, I love the name... Dahlia for a person, like a I human. I think it's good. Baby. I mean, it's like, especially, I think, depending on where you live, I think in LA, it's a bit more of a. I know two girls. I used to like teach art. I and do love I Dahlia. knew two girls, two of my students were named Dahlia. It's a great and I name. I forgot about how cute that was. That's a beautiful name. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Yeah, give us their ads. On Instagram. Because it made there... me feel so special that like people were like, I want to name your dog. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> You need to get another dog, and I want to get a cat. Find me a dog, and I'll get it. Um, the Instagrams are at a bitter almonds. It's biggie. 
and at the witching hour 445 they both suggested watson and at the witching hour 445 suggested watson and sherlock and also hercule and poirot but i, I love hercule hercule poirot or something i don't really oh. know how to pronounce his name because i'd only ever read the books he's like is that a last name does hercule have a last name hercule his name is hercule poirot who, it's it Inspector that? Hercule Poirot. He's like oh, the main character of Agatha Christie's novels. Oh. Um, and he's like, remember that movie that just came out, Death on the Orient, Murder on the Orient Express? Yes. That's an, like a film adaptation of her books. And my mom and I both love Agatha Christie. She did the Alphabet Murders. It's like yeah. A to Z, like all that stuff. I saw uh, I Mouse think Trap. that's her. Yeah. So she's like this really amazing mm-hmm. woman who had like, a fucked up mind and wrote these spooky Do you know, stories. have you heard her disappearance story? Oh my god. She disappeared? Keep... Oh my god. Caroline, you need to tell me the story. Oh my god. Wait, I won't, I won't Google episode. it. Okay, that's going to okay. be my next okay. episode. Please. Oh my god, it's okay, so that's good. exciting. Um, I love her. I literally love her so much. I grew up reading all her novels. I know, I know more so about well. her life because her life is weird and spooky. Mm-hmm. Hence the disappearance. I only know about her novels. I just yeah. read those. I loved Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys and I was like, what if I named him Ned? Because when I was little, I really wanted to. I really wanted to have Nancy Drew's boyfriend, whose name was Ned. He was like, she was so cute. She would wear like penny loafers and like, yeah, oh no, my god, I really didn't like. Can I just drop Emma a Roberts little thing. Yeah. Oh, I hated that. Yeah. I just liked the little yellow spined like yes. hardback books. Yeah, so good. We have all the Hardy Boy books. So good. Yeah. So when Owen and I met on Tinder. My bio was that I wanted to be a real life Nancy Drew. And so now whenever we see a blue convertible, he's like <laughs> Now I did nudge, a little wing, wing. a little like, nudge yeah. thing. Yeah. Anyways, that's a fun that's shout out. Um so that's why I wanted to name my like our dog Ned. Yeah. And I was like full circle. Anyways. But it's Booth. It's Booth. Because I love I love Booth. And he has these little name. like forehead wrinkles the character is always yeah. like looking at things he's like the fbi agent. he's eyebrows. always like inspecting things and my dog also has these little like eyebrow beans and then these little <laughs> like and then he has like a, a furrowed brow constantly because he too is very curious he's a like, cute little puppy boy he's already grown a lot should he's we put heavy. the picture of him with his hat on yeah. On our Instagram. Um, we the other day I was Christmas in Target. And I, I say we. Yeah. As, as, as if I was. I got a text about it while it was happening. Yeah. So I, I, felt included. I sent Caroline um, and our like group chat of girlfriends a photo of Booth. Um, and I had found in the Christmas aisle of Target that they were putting up all these dog hats. They have multiple mm. kinds. That was just one of like four that I put on him. And it was like, I was just laughing in the aisle, like alone, like a maniac. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you're so cute. And I kept changing out the hats and then like multiple employees walked by and I was like, hi, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm insane. And then I bought my other dog also a hat. We're going to put Wolfie up there because Wolfie you seen his, is you seen underappreciated. Yes, I, I prefer Wolfie. No, no, no but I mean of the little hat. In the little hat. I know that's Wait, my but favorite. So that's, about that hat, saying. he is so small <gasps> that n- none of the dog hats fit him. <laughs> oh my God. So I had to get him a cat hat. That's a cat hat in the photo. Oh, my goodness. I know. Oh, I have issues. little puppy. I have issues. I need everyone to just donate to our Patreon so I can get 17 more dogs and cats. Um. You should do that. I love dogs. Um, I'm gonna look at the wolf. I'm gonna. Look oh, at and the- then the last thing I wanted to talk about is this new place. Go. It's a restaurant in Studio City. 
And I, it's called 24 Hot Chicken. And it's Nashville, like Nashville Hot Chicken. And I went there last night and it's so fucking bomb. Like their coleslaw is ridiculously like off the hook. Whoa. So good. Um, And it's highly spicy. Yeah, for sure. Um, I watched this. I love Korean fried chicken. This has been my new thing recently. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been watching like a lot of, there's this couple on Instagram and on Facebook or on, uh-huh. in, on YouTube um, called Nate. I don't think you're, it's going to be a person, you know, Karis and James Whitaker and oh. they're little Welsh. They're a little Welsh couple. And Aww. they just like, they're not little. Well, they're like 23 years old, 24 years oh, they're old. They're full grown adults. Okay. They're grown ups. Um, and they like just got married and they just announced that they're pregnant Aww. after like a year after being married. And they're like literally the cutest couple in the whole entire world. And they like, just like seem to they've obviously been quarantined together so they've just been posting like a bunch of videos that's so of cute. them together and they're literally just like so excited for this baby that that's they're about so to sweet. have and it's the cutest thing the whole- anyway they make me really happy but because i've been following them on instagram and stuff i got this like can we tag them in this do you think they'll hear it Nah, I don't know. I don't know if they're they're like like positive, happy vibes. Yeah, I mean she's like like an Instagram influencer. Like that. Wait, but why can't we're positive, happy vibes? I mean we're we're about to talk about crime. Yeah, but we're happy. I guess we're not happy about the crime, (laughs) but we're happy people. I'm gonna just shout them out. Yeah, and then if anyone if anyone wants, I just like bent my toe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And if anyone wants to tag them. I love that. Let them know. Wait, I want this to be a long intro because I feel like everyone, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I've been listening to my podcast and like watching my like subscribed YouTubers lately. Mm -hmm. And like over the past week, both the election and also for college students, you're getting to like your midterm season-ish. And for like general adults, you're getting to like having to think about the holidays and going home to families. And I feel like I just like to immerse myself fully in other people's lives and just <laughs> just be a part of that mm. for a moment. And so I like – I hope you guys don't mind this is a longer intro. You guys can always skip it. But so because I, now I get all these like – I've been watching all the, like their baby videos and their wedding oh. videos and stuff like that. And they're so cute. And so this – I got this ad for this company called Bottle Brush Films, which like films – weddings but they do like really cool fun you know how like most wedding videos are like slow romantic and yeah i love these these are like party videos oh my god but like it's also like it's like they're australian so it's all these cool couples that are like they like often are like they start with how they met it's like you know what the officiant yeah fish yeah yeah um what, when they, like, give their speech, they yeah. often will tell the story of how the couple met. Yes. So it's – they, like, take that speech. <gasps> it's just, like – And the, that's the over, and it's like, like kind audio. Of, and it, oh and it's usually, like, they met at, like, this party or, like, doing these things. And there's this one couple that is, like, literally the cutest couple in the whole entire world. And they have this whole thing where they do champagne and fried chicken Fridays – stop that right now so it's like they have like this big part where they talk like in their vows they're like i promise to always do champagne and fried chicken fridays for you and it's accusing and they're like this big party couple and it's like them like 
dancing and having so much fun at their wedding and they high five each gonna other. Cry I'm gonna tag this. I'm gonna tag you in it because it's truly the cutest thing. Wait, I'm actually crying. I'm PMSing <laughs> also. Please don't put that in. But I've just been I'm gonna crying at the you. weirdest stuff. It looks like I'm like, if my wedding doesn't look this fun, I don't want like a serious and sad wedding. I want this wedding because it looks like a party. Weddings aren't sad. They're serious because they're like a commitment. You know, but this is like a big part. I mean, they've also, they had been together for like 13 years. Oh my God. It was like a big joke. It was a big joke. Like, why are you even getting married? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, took them fucking long enough. (laughs) And it was just so cute. And I was like, anyway, I'm like, I want to, I'm not even in a relationship and I'm like ready to DM this company to be like please do my wedding video okay let me manifest I want to be married within the next three years whoa and I want it to be when everyone else I know is single I don't want anyone to have serious partners I want everyone to meet at my wedding (laughs) I want everyone to like I want for the next I want to get married in the next three years and for the next 12 years I want to hear about at every wedding I go to well, we met at our other friend's <laughs> wedding. Shout out to Natalie and whoever it is over there. And I want to just be filled with so much pride and conceit as everyone looks at me like, why don't you just like throw big birthday love? parties? And it could be the same no. thing. We could still, we no. shout only you out in that situation. Yes, but birthday parties are a different vibe. I feel like at weddings, everyone's thinking about commitment already and you Mm. walk into every conversation with an eligible single person and you're like will I marry this person you know like there's no there's no fucking around like birthday (laughs) parties there's no there's no like we're just like having fun right now there's just like not if you attended this wedding this one thing looked like a fucking party and all the guys were oh my god it was so cute I also have a dream that when I was in my when I was a flower girl, I was, like, five at my aunt's wedding. All, like, her husband or, like, yeah. newlywed husband and all his friends who are all, like, really fun guys yeah. did a dance for her, like, yeah. in person. And I was eating cookies under a table watching it happen <laughs> because I was five years old. And I was like, this needs to happen to me. Like, if no one dances – if there are not 12 men who are all best friends like, <laughs> dancing in front of me at my wedding. I don't want it to happen. I'm done. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like so, it's so much fun. I, like, want to start going to weddings, too. Like, our friends' well, weddings. Well, and then you know there's another mean? one who, like, they went to, like, a vineyard in Australia. And they had, like, tent, like, fancier tents set up. Right, right, right. Like, like the canvas, like, tents. big tents. Yeah. No, no, like sleeping tents for oh. sleeping, but like like they yurts? were canvas. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but like they are like you the know, fancy, it was glamping. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it was like a big weekend party, and the it was whole just, weekend. Yeah, and it was probably like I don't know how many people were there, but it wasn't like a huge number of people. It was like all their family and friends, and it was just a weekend of partying. And let me tell you, when I was younger, I used to think I'm always like I don't give a shit about weddings yes although as i've gotten older i'm like do i want an excuse to buy a very expensive dress and like have everyone yes. love me for a day yeah i'm with you but when i was younger i was like i think my wedding should just be little wayne all of my <laughs> <laughs> no we're canceling little wayne because he's a trump supporter sorry um uh I was like, I'll get all of my friends uh-huh. and everyone will come to my house and we'll have a big party and then we'll all like bike down or mow down, down to 
I was thinking like kind of in like New York is where I always imagine this. Uh-huh. Um well they Solange did this at her wedding where they all biked to the venue, but instead of biking to a venue, we'll just bike to City Hall, get City Hall, you know, do that real quick, and then just have a big sleepover party at a fancy hotel. That is literally what happened in Carrie and Mr. Big's wedding in Sex and the City, the movie. They stole my idea? Well, I mean it happened in like 2000 something so they stole my idea first. i'm gonna say they stole my idea yeah fuck them yeah we'll do it better wait i love that that's like all i want just we'll a do big it party with my friends i love or that. like i'm like if i'm gonna do a big fancy wedding you're gonna do a big fancy wedding la sagrada familia shut up <laughs> that's not what i thought was gonna come out of your mouth you can't get married there Says who? It's a Catholic basilica. You and your husband both need to be confirmed. And then you have to go through the Catholic marriage process, which is much more. Do you know that more. for sure? Yes. Because it's. 100%? That's what my parents did just to get married in a church downtown. Yeah. But it's more like like a like a historic landmark, I feel like. It's still a Catholic church. But I don't think they even have mass there. Do you think they have mass there? Yes. Really? Yes. You think it's an operating church? Yes. Elevator music, Okay, so I just googled it. I'll put my super great uh, elevator music in there that I created myself. Yes. Um, you mean your your singing? My singing. Your throat yes. box yes. singing. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, there has not been, in order to get married in Los Angeles Familia, so far. Okay. You have to do it in a not the main nave okay is that the call it is that the right word yeah like um there's like a little crypt off to the side that you can get married in interesting but i think it's what i'm thinking if i marry someone who plays for fc barcelona okay there's some fc barcelona is a crazy place there are players from fc barcelona who have been convicted for not paying taxes in spain and these tax evasion tax evasion that's terrible and the spanish courts allow them to postpone their prison sentence until after they retire from playing soccer and then they often don't actually make them ever spent serve any time what all, so the political influence of FC Barcelona and Real Madrid, they kind of have a very similar political influence, what? is unlike that of a normal human being. And their players get a lot of political exemption, legal, political, so societal. Okay. They Social. just don't they just don't ever get in trouble for anything. That's gross. Um, and so I think if I married one of them, I'm not not the tax evading ones, the okay. non tax evading ones. Okay. I might be able to pull some strings and get La Sagrada Familia in the main. I look forward to that day. So, if anyone at FC Barcelona wants to marry an American girl, hi. Anyway, that's kind of icky. I don't like that story. Yeah, it Spain's a weird a place. Sad. Also, I've always had an issue with the name FC Barcelona because it stands for a football club, right? Yeah. 
But if it's Spanish, shouldn't it be Club de Football? Um, it depends. Some clubs are they switch it around depending on where you are in Spain. Like some are Club de Football and some are football club. So it would be CF Barcelona? Some are CF. Interesting. Some clubs are oh. CF, not Barcelona. Oh. Um because it's got a, such an international presence. I it might be something with Catalan. Interesting. No, because it's most clubs are FC. I see. I see. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> Let's wait. Let me Google this. Um, why is it not Club de Football Barcelona? We're going to take this out because there's no answer. Okay. Or right. um, oh, we can leave it in. Um, I don't know. So I remember you were telling me about those girls who are the restaurant girls in L.A. No. There's like a podcast where they like restaurants and they're also true crime. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Hollywood crime scene. I want to I want to be their best friends. Right. Have you listened? And to I it? think that in an effort to. Yes, I did. I listened to their pilot and then I started listening to them in an effort to be like them because I want to be them. I think we should start doing a weekly restaurant shout out to different restaurants in oh, L.A. So nice. And so mine this week is 24 hot chicken. Mine's- and I know it's not fancy. <laughs> it's really good. Mine's going to be El Cholo. I don't know El if that Cholo counts because that's a chain. Yeah. But that that's okay. I just I just really like them. Okay. They make me really happy. Love okay. Love it. They're I have my mine favorite lined restaurant up for next as a week. Child. And I'm going to eat there in the coming weeks so can that I, I can talk about it. Can I come eat there? Yeah. <gasps> can we go get food there? Let's I really love Hollywood Crime Scene. And then they are also friends with Web Crawlers Podcast. Oh, I love that. Who I also adore. Two of whom are from the Palisades. And isn't one... <sighs> <laughs> isn't one also an alum of our high school? You were saying? Oh, no. That was the murder Dominique victim. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> the murder victim. Guys, we... After... What episode was that? Oh, Poltergeist. Uh-huh. So we talked about ago. Dominique Dunn. Yeah, two yes. episodes ago. And I looked it up just to like make sure. I don't know. I looked. I just looked her up. Uh-huh. And we realized that Dominique Dunn attended our high school that what I left. people look this up and stalk us and find out what high school we went to? I feel like we've already discussed that. Oh, really? Our, our high Stalking? school. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So is that it? Is that our updates for this week? Have I seen you? This when week? I no. Oh, we went and got sushi. Yes, we took our my puppy out for his first his first outside dinner and he almost died multiple times. Um, not because I'm irresponsible, but because he has an extreme fear of certain sounds. Like he doesn't like the sound of metal grinding on stone. So he's like not a fan of jackhammering or construction and stuff. Um, I think it's just loud sounds that freak him out. Mm-hmm. he's a very skittish and nervous dog i wonder where he got that me the answer is oh, me. i was gonna say is it you because i feel like it's you but i couldn't tell if you were making that joke and i didn't no, want to me <laughs> i didn't want to just insult you <laughs> that's okay. okay um all right that's it right that's yeah our, let's get into week. it okay. okay this is film noir podcast i'm caroline that's natalie um Go ahead. Do we have to introduce it every episode? I don't know. I feel like should. people start on the pilot. It's Natalie's story. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. We're sorry. Um, I'm going to just 
Okay, so, right. I don't know if it's bad. I don't know, fucking publicity for me to say this on our own podcast, but, like, I kind of feel like my movie picks have been misses. Why? I loved, we watched, this week, we watched Molly's Game. This was the first one that I was like, I picked a good one. I think the problem think that you've had the rating system though. is you've oh should we come, well yeah. I'm gonna say the issue I think you've had is that your movies are very true to real life yeah I've so only it's harder picked, for you to tell a different story yes, I've picked like almost exactly documentaries or retellings of the exact story which this was too but um but this was an amazing different. movie it was a really good movie you know what though okay um. I don't know if I can say this, but Aaron Sorkin, did you know his daughter? Yeah. Yeah. She went to school with us. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. So anyways, I have been picking ones that are super true to the story. This one is as well. So. So let's talk about the movie we did. First of all. Yeah. So the movie we did this week was. Molly's Game. Woot woot. How Jessica many Chastain. poker chips out of 10 poker chips? Will we rate it? this movie? I would give it nine. I would give it ten poker chips. I loved this movie. I thought it was so good. I would also, although, I don't know if this is cheating because uh-huh. I know how real. The fact that it's not Michael Sarah oh my God, makes I? me dislike the movie. <laughs> Wait, but you don't know it right now. But I'm going to, I'm aware. That it's not him. Sure. This well, is. It's okay. Okay. Um. So I'm how many give would you it give it? Nine okay. out of ten poker chips. So we average it out to nine and a half poker chips? Yeah. Nice. I like that yeah. scale as yeah. well. Um, okay, so here's the information about the movie. <laughs> that was a weird way to say it. No, I meant you're like, it oh, was a 20-something oh, right. film. For that <laughs> That's literally information about the movie. So we watched... Did we say that we watched? Yes. God, we're so bad at this. Yes. We watched Molly's Game this week, or in Spanish, Apuesta Maestra. Ooh. The Betting Woman. Nice. That's correct. I like the rhyme, too. Apuesta okay. Maestra. Okay. Um, it was directed by Aaron Sorkin, star Jessica Chastain. Chastain. Jessica Chastain. Jessica, Jessica Chastain. I don't know. The one I said it, I was like, <laughs> is that a thing? Idris Elba. Yes. Michael oh. Michael okay. Sarah, I who like I him. loved in this movie. Don't, We've already talked about like this. Uh, Kevin Costner, Jeremy Strong, Chris O'Dowd. Pretty, pretty good cast. It was nominated for um, a bunch of oscars and golden globes and all that good stuff it was a really good movie it was like super good love it yeah okay Alrighty. so now the synopsis of the movie which i will reiterate is departs from the real life events um and i will tell you guys later what happened also if my voice sounds disgusting LA is literally on fire right now. Oh, the yeah. whole city's on fire. Here's the other sitch. The sky is yellow now. It's like bright yellow. It's bright not like yellow. tinted. It's bright fucking It is yellow. not blue. Like at all. <laughs> it's, it's not even green. It's, it's not a mix. Not, <laughs> it's just yellow. It's just yellow. Oh wait. So oh, wait. there is ash. Yeah, go ahead. There is ash covering our cars. Yeah. We get to do fun little drawings on them. 
so that's where we're at right now. Everyone, don't support companies that are hyper pollutants. So anyway, back, back to Molly's game. Okay, this is what I want to talk to you so badly about. Okay, please tell me. Is Michael Sarah really fucking hot? I don't. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> um, no. My oh. short answer is no. I have never liked Michael Sarah. Really, I also as an actually actor. find him very difficult to watch on screen because he's one of those actors, kind of like Pete Davidson, who his whole shtick is being lanky and awkward and confused kind of but it's he is so awkward it makes me acutely uncomfortable in to such a degree I need to turn it off and I can't watch him in things I'm with you 99.999 except for this movie and I was watching it and I was like Am I super attracted to Michael Sarah? I hope not. That you know would be can disturbing. I, tell you, I think I have this thing for guys who are... Oh, no. I, I might have already said this on here. It's possible. We'll see. I like ugly guys who oh. act like they're hot. Or, I don't know okay, if you okay, said okay, that on here, but you certainly back. lived that. <laughs> <laughs> I like guys who are conventionally unattractive, okay. but have the attitude of the hottest shit in the so world. So you like people who are confident. Yeah, but only I don't want them to be confident if they're actually hot. Wait, why can't I don't want you to be hot and normal confident. people look co- be confident? Mm-mm. Why? I mean, I mean, you can be. I just won't like you. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I guess the majority of people like you. And then, in this movie, I feel be conventionally like, attractive. I feel like you're totally right that Michael Sarah normally plays this awkward yes, weird guy. But in this was, movie, he's supposed to be like the hot shit actor. And yes. I was like, all right, fucking Michael Sarah, pop off. So I'll tell you who he actually is because we know <gasps> oh, who. So, so in the movie, Am his I gonna character's name Player X. Kind of. I think you will be because I was. Well, anyways, on the Michael Sarah thing, he went from so bad I had to turn off whatever I was watching to tolerable for me. See, so I, I will agree with you that this definitely upped his game. Well, but me, I do not find him When I watched this movie, like when he left, I was like, oh, no, no more Michael Sarah. <laughs> I was like, I literally was like, what's happening to me? I was like. Um, yes. So that's where I'm at with Michael Sarah. All right. Anyway. All right. I hear you. I hear you. And I can't watch any other movie with him in it because then I'm going to be unattracted to him and it's going to be upsetting. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're just going to go over the plot of the movie really quickly. Um, and I don't think that I'm going to talk about the real events yet because that's what the actual story that I covered was. Um, So the movie is about Molly Bloom, who is a world-class mogul skier and is undergoing Olympic training as a result of multiple years of training with her extremely emotionally abusive and overbearing father, um, who's played by Kevin Costner. And in one of the qualifying events for the 2002 Winter Olympics, um, where she was seated, based in the movie, to be first... She was severely injured um, after an extremely bad fall, ending her career. And this was on the back of a previous career-ending injury. So this was her second and final career-ending injury. Um, And as a result, instead of going immediately to law school after Olympic training... She'd gotten into law school because she was 
Very smart. Very smart. Yes. She postponed her entrance into law school and decided to take a year off to move to Los Angeles. Mistake number one. <laughs> um, and once she arrives here, she becomes a waitress slash bartender where she meets at, at like a very – sorry – when she gets to Los Angeles, she's living on her friend's couches, kind of couch surfing, living the life of a young, beautiful person who used to be an Olympic skier. And she is making money by um, by bartending slash waitressing at this pop and club in West Hollywood, at which point she meets a man named Dean, played by someone I don't know the name of, the actor. I don't know which one he is. Like, he's not like one of the famous famous ones i hope that's not offensive to him but he has this very like i hope he's really offended by that he's a very stereotypical aggressive like real estate jeremy strong it is a famous actor. oh i don't know who that is he's a real estate manager and or like real estate developer and he is super successful makes a lot of money and he somehow convinces molly to take on the office manager position at his work as her day job um but as a part of that job she takes on the role of a poker game running woman and (laughs) like a hostess for these private poker games right and mostly she is like an accountant so like all these guys come in and they all pay her like the entrance fee yeah and then like they all tip her yeah so she's she's essentially the accountant she takes the buy-ins she like keeps track of the books and she keeps track of who owes who what and also she develops these strong personal relationships with each of the men specifically one of the sharks mr player x played by michael sarah michael sarah for whatever reason i get john cena and michael sarah mixed up whoa <laughs> not, they not the could, men they could not be <laughs> more different not the people themselves but because their names are both cena and sarah i think i like accidentally mix up which one's name is which i know one's an ex-wrestler and you know what i don't know why I'm talking <laughs> about anyways so Those she are like <laughs> opposites. That, they're about as different as you can get when I it know, comes but to it's white C-E men. C E blank A. Like it's the same thing. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the, the letters aren't <laughs> even all pronounced the same way. Cena and Sarah. Sarah. I think Cena. I just see the words that I say. Like that's how I think. <laughs> I don't know. I'm stupid. The answer is just I'm stupid. Um. So. Molly is initially very uninformed about the actual game of poker, despite the fact that she's very accomplished and a smart woman. But she very quickly picks up all of the tips and the moves and all of the like little looks and all that (laughs) and the tells of all of the players. Um, And she becomes like an object of like sexual attraction and like this very feminine presence in a world that's almost all men. Um... And so she takes on this role that's much more than just an accountant, much more than just like a, I guess not a bookie, but like much more than just a secretary or office manager and becomes incredibly integral to Dean's games every week. Um, But in an attempt to grab a little more power, Dean tries to underpay Molly one week 
um, also showing that he was not actually as successful as he said that he was. But Molly, he was supposed to be like this hot shot kind like of real estate guy. developer, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, "I can't pay you." Yeah. But this was like also a move, like a a power grab for him. Yeah. And because everyone was like, "Molly's the hot shit here," right? And exactly. He was like, hey. No, but it's me. Also. I'm a man. Yeah. And I have. Ins- I'm garbage. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. toxic masculinity exactly. and I need to prove myself. Right. So as Molly becomes more independent in running the games, um, he makes this move to try to prevent her from like, I guess, like, what is it? He tries to prevent her from making him irrelevant and mm-hmm. by controlling her through her finances. But instead of that, he fought instead of like backing down to him she like doesn't take in she's like no I refuse to be underpaid so he fires her um and in sort of a fuck you to Dean and also as like a coming into her own moment Molly decides to start running her own game so um the previous game was run in a club like in the back of a bar or something and it was like kind of shady and it was very like it was very dude and it was like not very nice but she said right it was a dive bar and instead she starts she sets up this incredibly posh like game with all of the contacts and relationships she had forged over the little stint that she had as dean's poker game manager um renting the penthouse floor like or penthouse suite and she sets up beverly hills hotel right which is one of the most expensive lots and it was like very it was a scene right it was a whole thing and eventually her game sort of morphs it takes on its um like a life of its own and people begin to bring their own friends who even though they can pay the buy-in may not necessarily be as affluent as the other players and as a result Molly who throughout the movie struggles between like personal morality and mom she pause we're recording it's okay <laughs> we're good. okay um Right, the game takes on a life of her own, and in an effort to try to be a good person, Molly tries to spare a lot of the different players. Your mom was there. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't waving to a ghost. Um, In an effort to spare the livelihoods of a lot of the players, Molly takes on a lot of debt. Um, One of the players most interesting is Harlan Eustace, who was this incredibly talented and good player, and he has this one night of extremely heavy losses that he actually can't pay off. And he somehow comes up with the money. Um, And Player X, who previously was sort of like the cornerstone. So Player X is like the through line between these groups. She meets Player X at Dean's place. And he becomes kind of one of the big draws. One of the reasons that people come to play at Molly's game. At her new game. Yeah. So he's like kind of... Yeah, he's a cornerstone. Right, he's the cornerstone of her new game. And she finds out that essentially he and Harlan had been cheating. And he had been backing Harlan and paying him off to take smaller bets um, and covering his losses because Harlan couldn't afford it. He was a regular guy. He was not like some hotshot real estate developer, like private equity, like um, finance guy. He was a, he was just a regular dude who was just good at poker. Um, So after Molly has a falling out with Player X, 
because she finds out about this cheating, he moves the game himself. So he does essentially what Molly did to Dean Mm -hmm. and takes the game elsewhere. And in an effort to try to rebuild her life, Molly moves to New York and tries to build up a new game. And in doing so, she also builds this network of really powerful women who either were like one of them was pre-Olympics themselves Mm -hmm. and the others were just like very beautiful socialites and they draw in these very wealthy men and one of the draws in her New York game is the presence of these very beautiful women. Yeah. So the issue is that in Los Angeles one of the players in her games is indicted for running a Ponzi scheme And one of the networks through which he ran this Ponzi scheme was Molly's game because as we said before, it was full of like very wealthy people willing, like who had a lot of capital to invest. And she, Molly becomes, like Molly becomes, Molly's game becomes an object of questioning for the government because they're trying to figure out what happened with her previous player. Mm -hmm. And she... So she gets dragged into his whole Right. But which exposes her to government questions. Right. So the issue was that during this line of questioning, Molly refused to participate in the, I guess, like digging up of other people's dirty laundry. And as a result, it made her look very guilty in the public eye. Instead, just paying a fee and like paying a penalty essentially for being associated with this man and just like took her losses and went back to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, because of this, she is already under scrutiny in the government's eye. And so her game, which had previously been a completely clean game because she never took a cut of the pot. Um, so it's it's legal to have a poker ring. Yes. If you do not. As the house. As take the house, a part take, of the winnings. Yes. However, so how they get paid in these poker games is at the end of each game, the host gets tipped. And so the whole time she had been getting tipped and not taking any cut of the pot, which made it legal. Yes. Continue. Right. So. Am I a lawyer? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so. Despite the fact that she is continuously successful in her game, she has lots of players participating, it's growing, people are super interested and trying to pay for a chair, like a seat at the table. Um, She is incredibly afraid of not being able to cover her losses when people can't pay. Because the issue was that as the game got more popular, the players became less reputed, like less well reputed, and they were less reliable to actually be able to cover whatever losses that they had that night. Yeah. Like in the original group, she knew everyone was super wealthy. Right. But then those wealthy people would bring other people in. Right. Who were not necessarily as wealthy and couldn't necessarily pay the amount of money they needed to pay. Exactly. And as a result, she becomes a little sloppier instead trading like the goodness of her players, like the morality of her players for just sheer wealth. And as a result, she allows a lot of different Russian mafia, Italian mafia to not necessarily infiltrate, but to sit at her games. And so she becomes an, a subject of even more interest to the federal government because she's become affiliated with all of these not so great characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because her game is under a lot of scrutiny, because she's a subject of interest because of these, like the association with the mafia, she 
becomes even more afraid and takes many more risks is at this time in the movie that we find out she's been addicted to drugs that she's been drinking a lot um and that she's just pretty much unable to handle herself and she is threatened to hire security by her driver from the hotel to her apartment um because Wait, the what do you mean she's threatened he tells her to hire security so the driver tells her that she should hire security she meets with the possible security consultants and then later that night they essentially blackmail her into hiring them on and giving them essentially like and a cut of the pot those security consultants well. were like mafia they were not security consultants yes, yeah. they were just the guy mob her driver guys, sets her up right are just like mob guys they're so, irish mob guys yeah. who are who are trying to essentially steal her money as well yeah um but (laughs) that weekend she finds out okay but that weekend she finds out that there was actually a huge rounding up of the irish mob and the men who had previously threatened her were now out of the picture and so she things return to quasi-normal but after she declines this security consulting she is super paranoid can't make the mob angry right and she is about to return to her first night back after being threatened after being like beaten and blackmailed and it's at this time that one of the girls that she was working with calls her that night and says don't come to the game we have been the result of an fbi raid because um one of her players acting as it was an informant for the fbi and all of molly's assets are seized um it also comes to light that in the final few games that she was actually hosting she was taking a cut of the pot in an effort to cover her losses because so many player like everything was an act of desperation for her mm-hmm. towards the end and so finally she's like all of her assets have been seized she's no longer like wealthy she's living with her mother in telluride and i think telluride Somewhere she's living with her mother in Colorado and she has published a book in her name and this is where the movie starts where sorry this is not where the movie starts and this is where the legal battle starts where Molly is attempting to prove her innocence and really doesn't want to plead guilty because she is not guilty and yet her lawyer Charles Jaffe played by Idris Elba is trying to convince her to take the most like the least punitive road as opposed to taking the one that actually adheres to the truth and she has such intense deep background on each of the players who had played her game so many emails so many text messages from these incredibly wealthy and influential men that had all taken part in her game and she refuses to like ruin the lives of like Mm -hmm. others families and so she refuses to plead guilt like she refuses to take like a deal from the da instead deciding to just go to trial and her father this like overbearing figure finds her in new york they have this heart to heart about why she is so convinced of her love of power and influence and she decides to when she is in trial um she is given the option 
to take a deal that her attorney that her attorney <laughs> Charles Jaffe has negotiated for her, which is to receive literally no jail time um, in exchange for all of the hard drives containing this like saucy info and all of the digital records that she had kept from the actual games. Um, but she declines this deal, very afraid that the information would then be released as a result of like a public yeah. indictment. Um, and then she pleads guilty. Uh, the judge decides that she has committed no serious crimes and her sentence is ultimately 200 hours of community service, a year of probation, and a $200,000 fine, which although she cannot afford to pay that, um, it was like a huge relief to her and her family. Yeah, she doesn't have to spend any time in prison. Right, exactly. And she, and she, like that's where the movie ends. Yeah. It's just like this whole like Aaron Sorkin struggle between morality versus power versus wealth yeah. and and that's it that's that's the whole yeah. movie and Sorkin takes a lot of liberties with the story artistic liberties yeah um so let's start with the who's who um just for me to cite my sources because this we could actually Heike definitely gets sued um I use the ringer history versus Hollywood looper dot com um the la times and time magazine and this is all alleged this is well i mean some of it is explicit in her book we're gonna say everything is alleged all right everything's alleged prove us alleged 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 yeah allegedly he alleged but that's a verb to describe something as an adjective is alleged alleged yeah so these are all alleged we could be incorrect please don't sue us for slander and just don't sue or us. libel if we add this in our we're little literally children we're technically not children oh, so we're we be literally as- children and we have about as much money <laughs> as children do so you'll sue us for nothing <laughs> yeah anyways but this is all alleged a lot of it is like conjecture from what people have sort of pieced together from her book her movie and how they cast the people but I'll start with the main one, who Caroline's in love with. Sorry, wait, Michael sorry. Sarah. Can I preface this before you tell me that I'm disappointed? Yes. At first, I didn't understand exactly that the cast wasn't, that the Michael Sarah people. wasn't actually Michael oh. Sarah. And I was also like, damn, Michael Sarah, you a bad boy. Anyway, now I'm disappointed. Okay. It's okay. You might still be Uh-oh. appointed. <laughs> because, okay. So, obviously, Jessica Chastain plays Molly Bloom. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, duh. <laughs> Jessica Chastain is Molly Bloom, who in yes. real life is also Molly Bloom. Yes. Surprise, surprise. Charles Jaffe, her lawyer, didn't exist. He's a totally made-up character. She had no I relationship mean, like that with his with her lawyer. But But she had a lawyer. I mean, she had actually several lawyers. Obviously, yeah. she had a legal team behind her, obvi- unless... She, she wanted to go to jail, so she didn't. Um, I don't know if that sentence made sense. Anyways, she did have a legal team. Yes. <laughs> but Charles Jaffe is completely made up. Yeah. And I read a bunch of, this is not in my sources, but if you guys look it up, you'll find it. Um, Charles Jaffe is supposed to be very quintessential Aaron Sorkin. I don't think I've seen enough biopics or like almost true stories that were directed or written by him. But I guess he is like super into creating a character arc or developing some, like a character's depth. And so he makes up a lot of stuff. 
that makes sense because he also did the social network right who which kind of have these characters that you like right are they kind of mirror exactly but aren't true to real life yes and they mirror they try to mirror the or they try to like impose a background of what's actually happening like the events that we are all as audience as the audience familiar with with things going on in that person's personal life Mm-hmm. So, Charles Jaffe didn't exist. Player X, who in the movie is they, described as based on a true story, is Toby Maguire. Ugh! Wait, that's literally so gross. I know. Isn't that crazy? Gross. I want it to be someone. Isn't, isn't Tony Maguire already pretty slimy like didn't we know that i didn't know he was slimy but he's really really bad i feel like maybe it was just like i didn't like him in spider-man yeah i I don't know why i would have already prefaced him as someone who's slimy and also he's in great gatsby which is just like a also right he plays nick doesn't he so all around a slimy dude that's really yeah Okay, so do you want to hear the... So I guess Tobey Maguire and the character, Michael Sarah's character, Player X, are not an exact copy of each other because in the book, she actually names him um, and calls him Toby throughout the whole story. And she has a lot of different anecdotes about him. So remember how he was super picky about her tips Mm -hmm. and he basically told her he was going to cut her off? Um, that happened in real life. Also, sorry. But, uh-huh. Michael Sarah's whole thing in the movie, now that you've all watched the movie, we know. Yes. Is, like, everyone wants to come to these games because of him. Like, he's right. kind of this well, big I mean, star. he's not mistaken. His whole thing is, like, I'm not a huge star in Hollywood, but I'm a great player, and I'm a, yeah. like, a fucking rich I get rich that, guy. but, like, I would have wanted someone cooler than Tobey Maguire. Like, give me someone cooler than Spider-Man who I got recasted. I know, it's really is bad. Unarguably, uh, I don't know, I'm not passionate about Spider-Man, but I would argue is my least favorite Spider-Man. Yeah, it's bad. Do you want to hear what oh God. he says in the book? The yeah. anecdote she says in Molly's game. Am I allowed to read it? Guys... Uh, quote her it's a quote yeah it is a it's a direct quote but it's a long one so go ahead she says he held a thousand dollar chip in his hand he flipped it over a couple times in his fingers this is yours he said holding it out to me thanks toby i said reaching my hand out he yanked the chip back at the last second if he said if you do something to earn these thousand dollars his voice was loud enough that that some of the guys looked up to see what was happening i laughed trying not to show my nerves what do I want you to do? He said as if he, as if he was pondering. The whole table was watching us now. I know, he said. Get up on that desk and bark like a seal. I looked at him. His face was lit up like it was Christmas Eve. Bark like a seal who wants a fish, he said. I laughed again, stalling, hoping he would play the joke out by himself and leave. I'm not kidding. What's wrong? You're too rich now? You won't bark for a thousand dollars? Wow, you must really be rich. My face was burning and the room was silent. Come on, he said, holding the chip above my head. Bark. No, I said quietly. No, he asked. Toby, I said, I'm not going to bark like a seal. Keep your chip. 
My face was on fire. I knew he would be angry, especially because now I especially because he had now engaged the whole audience and I wasn't playing his game. I was embarrassed, but I was also angry. Isn't that gross? Gross. I know. That's I almost wonder if I've foul. heard that story before. And that specific story is why I hate Tobey Maguire. He is. It's really bad. It's super, super yeah, bad. Slimy dude. I know. But the story in the film about. So obviously like he was a bad guy. The tip thing happened. The other thing that happened was. If you guys will recall, since you watched the movie and you did your homework, um, the story about how he and Harlan Eustis, the character who's played by Bill Camp, Mm -hmm. he essentially made a separate deal with him and was rigging the game. So that is a real story, too. Harlan Eustis, his name is Houston Curtis, and he's a television producer. Um, And eventually i guess toby Maguire let him go and like released him from this debt but for a really long time he like held him to this isn't that crazy yeah i also guess that i just kind of thought i mean obviously toby Maguire has money but he's not like a i didn't think he was like so rich like that he rolling, could have yeah. millions of dollars of debt on him i guess the spider-man so, movies were bigger than we thought they were i mean they weren't our times like that wasn't our era of spider-man that's true so, ours is andrew garfield which i would yes. argue way better i i was like if that had been andrew garfield oh i my would God, wait, loved it spider-man is not him spider-man is that little british guy no now it now it's now it's tom, tom holland. holland yes um, um anyways british <laughs> anyways other people who are famous who were in the movie for realsies rick salomon who was the winner of the 2014 mm. World Series of Poker. Um, but it was this specifically the big one-for-one drop event, which is not, obviously we don't know, but he basically won the World Series of Poker. Yes. Um, but he's most famous for this sex tape he made <gasps> with Paris Hilton in 2004. What? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wait, I, I didn't know that. look this guy up. Yeah. Is he like Paris Hilton hot? Uh, listen, he Molly Bloom describes him as hot. He was crass and dirty, but he was still hot in a caveman kind of way. I pulled him aside to show him the board. Wow, they are swinging, huh? He said, looking down at me. Wanna fuck? (laughs) That's his... What? That's the... Yep, that's the anecdote that Rick Salomon gets. He was married to Pamela Anderson. Oh, really? From 2007 to 2008. Wow. Interesting. 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 Rick Solomon is an American poker player, best known for the 2004 sex tape he filmed with Paris Hilton. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? He's 52 years old now. Um, That's our parents' age. That's gross. Um, Okay. Leonardo DiCaprio also frequented that, her see, games. if... if if Tobey Maguire had been Leonardo DiCaprio, I would have been disappointed because I guess I would have expected that. But at least it would have fit his character. Sure. Like I would have been like, yeah, he's fucking Leo. <laughs> like, obviously he's going to do that. Here's the person I thought it was when I was watching it. Ben Affleck is also in Went to Her Games. Mm. Um, yeah, he's a slimy dude. Do you want to know something? The only one that I didn't expect that really. Actually, let me tell you one more. A-Rod. Also went to her game. That's expected. Right? Okay. So those are all like three 
I guess four, I, if you want to count Rick Salomon, but like really big guys. Yeah, I'm like, if, if anyone's kind of going to be at a poker right. game, is going to be the world's best poker Do you want to know who I did not expect? Who? The Olsen twins. Ooh. Mary Kate and Ashley are playing That's poker kind now. of iconic. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I I love that. I'm down with that. There were not enough women poker players in that game. I was kind well, of Well, like, you know what? I will at? say I feel like Jessica Chastain's characters, despite the fact that she was, I don't think this movie would pass the Bechdel test. But I think because. Were there any other. Fe- yes, they were the, her, her employees. Because technically she would speak to her employees without talking about relationships. I guess. They but plotted. It's not, I thought the Bechdel test was not money. relationships, but it was any men you can't be talking about men what if it's stealing money from men but well you're talking about men and their money the majority of her interactions with other women are limited to eavesdropping on her mother being cheated on right um watching her employees steal money from other men i don't know i don't know if it would pass the Bechdel test but yeah i do believe the olsen twins should have been more highlighted that is fucking sick and also i love like the idea of going as twins right is such a bad bitch move right like there's something (laughs) that's so cool something so cool about showing up as twins to a poker game and being like all right let's fucking play boys um i don't think they played actually what they just hung out they hung out because they brought a billionaire friend who was a man oh one of the one one of them was married to him. I don't know if they were married. I don't know what it was. Maybe not at the time. I don't know. This is all alleged. I'm not sure. Oh, but. wait. That's so lame. And then <laughs> the last who's who I have for you is Darren Feinstein, who played, who was in the inspiration for Jeremy Strong. Sorry. Who was the inspiration for her boss? Oh. I don't know if Darren Feinstein means anything to you. Um, he played Dean. He was the inspiration for Dean Keith. I don't. I don't know if it means anything. But anyways, none of okay. these mean anything to me. Alrighty, no worries. Um, okay. Are you ready though? Um, wait. Who's Darren Feinstein? Oh, he's he's just a random producer. Oh, just he's just a guy who was big in Hollywood. He doesn't mean that much to us, but like for those of you who really care about production crews, that was him. Okay. Are you ready for um? The what did not happen in the movie? Yes. You know the fall that framed her entire story? The ski crash. The ski crash never happened. That, the end of it, I was almost like, oh, this might be fake. Was she an Olympic skier? She was absolutely an Olympic level level. skier. She was on the U.S. ski team, Mm -hmm. but she never made it to the Olympics. Not because of her crash necessarily. Um... But because she decided not to continue it. Yeah. She chose to quit. Um, She was also. What was I going to say? Yes. And she also at age 13 did in fact suffer from sudden onset scoliosis and did also have to have a surgery and was predicted to not be able to ski ever again um, or only ski for leisure. And even then it'd be risky. And then literally two years later, she was on the U.S. ski team. But still. Yeah. Interesting. Um, her brothers are, in fact, very, very successful, just as the movie paints them to be. Her brother, Jeremy, was correctly named in the movie as an Olympian skier, two-time Olympian, to be exact. And he also played 
professional football for the Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So super, super just amazing. Chill dude. And her other brother oh is in fact a cardiothoracic surgeon who graduated from Harvard Med at Mass Gen. I don't know if he went. I'm sure at the time he probably was, since these things all seem to be accurate about yeah. them. But this is a high ass yeah. achieving family, <laughs> right? Um. The other things that are true after that is that she did, in fact, get into poker by waitressing um, and being sort of like a shot girl slash office assistant. Uh, And in the movie where she says um, she's Googling what do poker players eat and what songs do poker players listen to, all of that is true as well. The Cobra Lounge is inspired by the Viper Room. I, that's what I was going to say. Right. So for other people, you'll know this is where River Phoenix Died. OD'd on Halloween. In, I was, what was, I was it? 93. Yeah. Because yeah. I was looking up the Cobra Lounge to see if it was a real place. And as I typed it in, I was like, did I just hear it wrong? And has it been the five? <laughs> or like, I just thought I misheard it and then very quickly realized what it was. Yeah. Um, skip forward a lot in the movie. She actually was, in fact, assaulted by a mobster. He put a gun to her head, not in her mouth, but to her head. Um, He stole a lot from her and they correctly or accurately portrayed the reason that she continued to work, which was that there was a 125 person mob roundup the following weekend. What they didn't resolve in the movie that I would have been interested to see and that I couldn't find anywhere on the Internet was what happened to her driver. Who set her up? I thought the door guy set her up. No, I think the I think the lobby, the man in the lobby and the doorman were probably not. They were probably complicit, but I don't think that they actually aided in the planning and intent of this. He probably let that man upstairs. That's what I was thinking. Oh, but it could be under duress of their own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not sure. Interesting. 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 Yes. Um, that's the, that's it. I, I kind of want to be, I kind of want to run a high-end poker. <laughs> okay, so this is the thing with movies that kind of gets me. I feel like movies like this and movies like Now You See Me and movies about people who are super cool make me want to go be cool I want to be, a, I kind of want to be a high-class criminal sometimes. White collar criminals, though, I think but I wouldn't seem say that's violence free. I wouldn't even say like oh. holding a poker ring is white collar in the sense that it's like, I mean, I mean, like technically it might be. She took a but cut I of don't, the like, pot, which is like a money related yeah, thing. Which but I don't want to run like that. Ponzi schemes in that. I want to do sneaky bougie things. Like art theft and or like, like this breaking into a bank with magic <laughs> now you see me now you see me my now you don't now you see me now you don't um or like running i like i don't even i guess this is my thing i claim that i would have restraint and wouldn't get myself into situations like she did even though she's probably but- smarter than me and probably thought the same thing <laughs> I like I recognize how dumb it is for me to want that, but no. I still really want it. <laughs> it's super not dumb at all. I think what kind of 
I think what stuck out the most to me was that like obviously we've learned about Aaron Sorkin that he invests himself very deeply in character arcs of Mm -hmm. individuals when he's telling their stories through film but what I think is very closely examined um in this film was was the idea of integrity within criminals like you know honor among thieves Mm -hmm. that phrase I feel like that was the most important part because he invented an entire new character and relationship in order to portray that she's such a good person yeah and the one thing that I think was really interesting when I was doing my research was she actively once she finished her community service hours and all of that she was trying to pay back the debt that she owed and she walked she went around Hollywood searching for someone to sell her story to to sell her life rights which is both questionable once you've seen the movie because the character makes a very big deal about not ruining the lives of others Mm -hmm. um but i guess like aaron sorkin given that he has the basically his pick of the litter i assume of anyone he he wants to write a story for yeah um i think he must have she must be a really striking person in real life i just spit she must be a really striking person in real life because he chose to do this for her and he chose to paint her this way. Like integrity must be a huge part of her character. I hope like I hope I don't get screwed by yeah. saying this and she becomes crazy. But I thought that was so what is she interesting. now? Do we know? She's just hanging out. She was on Ellen. Actually, a lot of a lot of my research like that made me like her even more was from her interview on Ellen. So guys, go watch that. Whoa. What did has Toby said anything about it? The whole like now that she exposed everyone with their names made me. That's like a huge part. Though that's like the part of that's the movie plots kind of. Well, she didn't actually expose everyone with the names in the book. The people she names are the ones named in the oh, indictment. Okay. So, so Toby's already exactly named. exactly. Got it. Interesting. Yes. Wow. Yeah. What a good case. I just want to be. Molly Bloom. I know it's kind of crazy, isn't it? And if you'll recall, she doesn't ruin Toby Maguire's life because she never accuses him of being involved in anything criminal. He is exclusively part of the LA ring. Yeah, he's just a gross just a pig. huge butthole, like a terrible person. Yeah. All right, social media. If you want to fund our criminal uh, poker ring in the future, you guys want to. The buy-in is two dollars. Okay, sorry. Let me- <laughs> Let me express my future podcast desires. Okay. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons Let's manifest. We're manifesting right now. I want to have a podcast Mm -hmm. that's TMTM. Oh, shit. Should I share this? What if someone steals it? I'll, if you, well, say it and then we can delete it later. Okay. But I want them to find it. (laughs) Okay. No, delete it. Because, oh, I want a game podcast where we just play games and we record it. I would imagine it'd be more like a YouTube channel because then you'd Probably. be able to see the game. But where we just play games together. But those would be like six hour long videos. I think people would like that. To people, watch a six hour long video? People watch Twitches of people playing video games, which is a one person game, for like days on end. That's kind of gross. It is gross. 
but like they it's also gross because where do you, when it. do they go to the bathroom and when do they eat and stuff? They like get up and walk around and get food and stuff like that. Oh, they watch them do all that. That's stuff. <gasps> like on the camera and stuff. I mean, like I imagine there's like a green screen behind them that they can go in and out of. Oh my god, I really that's Criminal Minds has scarred me and that's extremely disturbing to me now. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, it's really upsetting, but. If we did it, not live stream. I don't want to live stream it. I don't want to do it for six hours. <laughs> okay. But, um, oh, my God. I have to pack. Okay. Sorry. Let's do this real quick. Mm-hmm. So, please give us money. Um, <laughs> okay. Otherwise, we will turn into criminals. And if you want us to turn into criminals, give us money so you can fund our criminal activities. So, either um, way. Um, FBI, NSA, I, I don't want to be a criminal. I don't just Caroline. Criminal. <laughs> I just want to do uh, criminal-like things without actually breaking the law. Oh, like Molly did at the beginning. Exactly. Because she I didn't break the law. For so long, I was like, dude, you have such a good gig. Good gig. Yeah. She's fucking killing it. I'm, I'm, she, she was fucking Icarus. She flew too close to the sun. I'm not like that. I'm lazy. I don't want to fly that high. <laughs> I want to fly till I'm comfortable and at a cruising altitude. Yes. And that's not illegal. I want to, I want to hit cruise control on my life and just maintain. And I want to, like, I don't want to climb i don't want an upward trajectory yeah. i want a plateau at, at a, a comfortable level yeah yes i'm exactly. with you on that so i mean we'll work for you guys because i like this but if i don't i don't want to do it yeah <laughs> uh so yeah the whole point of that is to say please give us money at our patreon which is film noir um look us up we're super fun we have a Lots of different fun levels. Different you can levels. interact with us. Um, uh, if you want to interact with us uh, on social media, on other social medias, is Patreon AKA, a social media? I don't think so. Well, on real social media, we have an Instagram, which is at filmnoir.podcast. I do be active on my Instagram, so y'all hit, hit us up there. Yeah, we'll be super active, and we're going to post some fun things. And mm-hmm. also all the pictures or... Even if we don't mention pictures in um, in uh, an episode, we probably have pictures. For and it. if not, I will draw you pictures. I will draw you, some draw you some. I'm going to draw you some stellar, <laughs> extremely expensive art for you guys to view for free on Whoa. from from my shitty little iPad. You're so generous. And then and then you'll love it. I promise. And if you don't, too fucking bad. <laughs> That's it. Um happiness back guaranteed <laughs> and if you want to uh chat with us you can send us an email film podcast at gmail.com we're gonna follow up on these emails i want to know all yeah. your stories and secrets i will reply to literally every single one of them if you and if it's not a long reply it will at least be a smiley face indicating that i have in fact read your story yeah um and if you not that that matters to you <laughs> If you have ever participated or known someone who participated in an underground poker ring. Oh, my gosh. Please let us know. And also, please give us their contact information. And also, so long as their statute of limitations is up. Yeah. Because I don't want to be. I don't want to know. It has to be pretty fucking uh, short. Short. I don't know. Well, you guys look it up. You guys figure it out. (laughs) And if not, I want you to title the subject line the little cowboy emoji. The detective emoji looking through a monocle and then a thumbs down and then at Natalie because I don't want to read it. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Don't tell me about crimes you've committed. 
tell me about crimes you saw committed and tell me about crimes that you think might have been committed or but crimes that other people committed and then just don't tell us their names yes and unless they were arrested then i then you can tell yes. me their names if it's public uh, i just knowledge. don't want to i don't want to be in trouble for we don't need secrets in our life i want secrets but good ones like like recipes like send me <laughs> <laughs> like send me a secret send us your favorite oh <gasps> please send me your family recipe yeah like give us a pop but not if it's not if it's a crime <laughs> <laughs> not not your family heroin recipe just no no meth no heroin something that we can cook uh in a kitchen but not with, meth with um food with food from a supermarket yes you can't cook meth and food from a supermarket you don't know i, I bet some <laughs> chem phd is listening to us being like these, these geniuses idiots. oh <laughs> we really went opposite directions there um so yeah send us your um if you know any poker rings that aren't illegal yes please let us know in la but we'll also go. we don't have any money to contribute but if you guys want to fund us through our patreon We'll let you know how the poker. We can are. go as high as a four cent buy-in. <laughs> <laughs> we have no money, so um, please do tell. Email. I don't even think I've said it yet. <laughs> uh huh. The email is filmnoirpodcast, all one word at gmail.com. But all one word is not part of yeah. the email. <laughs> yeah, I realized as I said that the email is just filmnoirpodcast at gmail.com. That's f i l m. N O I R film noir podcast. <laughs> All right, Bye. I'm delirious and Caroline's <laughs> abandoning me tomorrow. We gotta go. Bye. Bye.